You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. What we want to talk about today is sacrificial love. You know what? I don't want to preach to you today. Actually, I want to have a conversation with you about this thing. Because this is so important. Because I want to be able to answer the question, is that even possible? Is sacrificial love even possible? Diba? Yung walang kapalit, yung talagang ibibigay mo buong buo. No? And so, you see it in movies. Uh, we see that all the time. A girl unconditionally loves uh, her boyfriend, uh, her boyfriend rather, and then, you know, just give everything that she has. No? Sacrificial sounds sometimes like abusive love. Diba? Only leads to draining even toxic relationships. Do you know anybody like that? Toxic sometimes, diba? I think about that and, and what I want to talk about right now is how do you know when you're giving too much? How, how much is too much? And so, and is, is there actually too much? Meron bang ganon? Do you, is there such a thing as you give too much? In John chapter 15, verse 13, let me read. Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. Jesus says there's a greater kind of love, right? And so, what is this kind of love? And I think first week, Pastor Joseph talked about self-love, right? And it's not a bad thing, all right? But just know that it's not enough, okay? Um, Love for others, that's good. We're actually called to do that, right? But until what and how much is too much, as we said earlier? And so, what is the greater love that Jesus is talking about in this specific verse? And, you know, greater love, we've seen it, you know, like what I said in movies. And, and anybody here ever saw Iron Giant you know, when you were a kid? But the whole city was going to get destroyed by a nuclear warhead. And this guy or this robot sacrifices his life. I remember our kids started crying for, because of our robot, right? Robot lang yan, But... But, but the, the sacrifice actually moves us. Anybody remember Bing Bong from Inside Out? Diba? <laughs> That's right. Remember? Medyo fresh pa, diba? And so he decides to let go of the wagon, right? And sacrifices his life to, to, uh, to enable joy to escape. Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. Nalala niyan, diba? Spreading his branches to form a shield around his friends. Ito, I guess last year, pinaka-recent, okay, Tony Stark sacrifices his life. And so, just by the sheer reaction that every single one of you made, it moves us. It touches us when we see somebody laying his life down for his friends, no? for other people. So, that's in the movies, but can that be feasible in real life? Diba? And so, that's what we want to talk about right now. Now, to appreciate and understand this even better, even this verse, no? the, the one we read, we read earlier, to appreciate and understand sacrificial love, we have to get a greater understanding of where that source is from, the source of that love. I want to backtrack a bit a few verses before that in verse 9. Okay? The Bible says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. Sabi ni Jesus. Now, this is Jesus speaking. Sabi niya, Kung paano ko minahal ng Ama, Ganun ko kayo minahal. The way God has, the Father has loved me, that's how I am loving you. And so, now think about this for a moment. How insane that thought is. How ridiculous that thought is. The everlasting, unlimited, unconditional love of God to His Son is how Jesus loved you. Now, 
this is hard to fathom. It's like drinking all the water from the Pacific Ocean, right? And so it's all my flaws, all my brokenness, all my stupidity, right? God overlooks, sends His Son so that I can be forgiven. Seriously? So one of the greatest fears people today, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, or at least, you know, one of the greatest fears people have today is if you, uh, if you really know who I am, will you still love me? If I ask you today, what's the greatest, uh, most wicked thing or bad thing that you've ever committed in your life, right? And then, think of that one thing. Think about it right now. That thing. Okay? That shameful, embarrassing thing. And then, if I ask you, next step is talk to the person beside you and share. Right? You probably will downgrade that from number, whatever that list is. You will not share number one. You'll share number four, five, six, or seven. Kaya minsan, di ba, pag warm-up question, you know, yung isi-share mo, yung parang hindi nakakahiya masyado. Right? Because if you truly know who I am, will you still accept me? That's one of the greatest fears people have today. And so, uh, but through Christ, understand that you are fully known yet unconditionally loved. Why? Because God knows us deeper than we could be known and loves us more than we could ever be loved. With this backdrop, Jesus said, abide in this love. Remain in this love. Stay in this love. Camp in this love. Yun sinasabi ni Jesus dito. Okay? Stay in this love. Because this is where you will draw from. This will be your source. This will be your source, sabi niya. So, because if we don't get this, and he, listen to me, I hope... I, I had three things I had wanted to say I was telling Pastor Joe, but I, I said, no, I'll just stay talking about source. Because if we get this, everything else will follow. Because if we don't understand that the source is important, if we, if we don't understand that this is the love that we are to abide in, right? then we will find and look for it in other places. Hanapin natin yun eh. We will find approval, acceptance, significance in other places, other things, other people. That's what's going to happen, right? Academics, advanced degrees, career, wealth, business ventures, big house, social media likes, right? Trophies, romantic relationships, friendships. When we don't know where we can get the source, we will look for acceptance and approval somewhere else. That's why what happens if we don't understand this source and abide and camp in this, from this source, then what will happen is we will find it somewhere else and performance orientation actually happens. You have to perform so that people will like you. You have to prove. How many of you know that's exhausting? That can be utterly ex- be exhausting. Because you're always working hard. Eh. Oh, mom, dad, this, I need to make sure you approve of me. That's why I keep working this thing out. And so performance orientation is the inner compulsion to do whatever it takes to feel loved, desired, accepted through unhealthy striving. You strive hard. Parang alam yun yung, yung, anybody here has ever been boating? Diba yung, yung, yung nag, nag, uh, rowing. I want to say araro. Ni araro, ano yun? Sa Tagalog, hindi araro eh. 
Saguan. Okay, saguan. And so, magsasaguan ka, right? Pero ang problema minsan, pag nang isang side lang, paikot-ikot ka lang eh. Tapos, yun ba? Saguan ka ng saguan, pagod na pagod ka na, tapos paikot-ikot ka lang, you go nowhere. And so, that's what happens. And you see, sometimes, let me give you a few lists, or like one list lang naman actually, a few things. When performance orientation sets in because you don't understand your source, what happens? You strive to work for compliments, yet cannot accept compliments. Hinahanap mo, pero hindi mo matanggap kasi hindi, hindi naman talaga ako ganyan. Tsaka kulang pa yan, dagdagan mo pa. Diba? And so, another one, another one, compulsively defensive and cannot receive criticism. Kasi, bakit ko tatanggapin yan? Baka, diba? Why will I accept your criticism? I'll be defensive because that's, I don't want you to think less of me. Takes responsibility for everything. Kailangan, you, I need to look good. And my, I need to manage my reputation. I need to make sure my image looks great in front of everybody else. That's why you're overwhelmed, exhausted, and over busy. You tend to blame others. Kasi pag nalaman nila kung ano talagang pagkukulang ko, problema yon. Overwhelming fear of failure. You don't want to fail because others might look down on you. Are you guys getting this? This is so important. Okay? Uh, the list doesn't end. Okay? There's another one. Ministers but cannot be ministered to. You minister, pag-pray mo yung mga tao, mag-share ka ng, pero hindi ka makatanggap kasi, I don't know if I'm worthy, kailangan kong trabahuhin to, I need people to think well of me, cannot receive gifts without reciprocating, tries to control people. Have you ever seen people who are very controlling? There, that's coming from a performance orientation right there. A desire to make sure I'm approved of and accepted. Unable to truly be intimate, like what I said earlier. If you knew, and I'm not just talking about physical, romantic, sexual intimacy. I'm talking about friendship intimacy na pag nakilala mo ko, hindi ko alam kung tatanggapin mo ba ako. Needs constant affirmation. Bases every decision on what others think. Ito will defer to others even if they disagree. Hindi, tama ka, tama ka. Pero in your heart, galit na galit ka, mali yung sinasabi niya. You don't agree. In a meeting, it's a classroom. In a meeting, you don't, you defer even if you disagree because if I say that, they might think less of me or I don't know if they will approve of what I'll say. I might be rejected. See where this is going? Performance is carried out or carried over in our relationships. See, later on, even in marriage, you know, many of you, if not all of you, are going to get married one day. Okay, somebody say amen. <laughs> Parang hindi convinced. Sige. <laughs> and so, but marriage does not solve the problem of insecurity. You ask married people today, that does not solve. Marriage does not solve the problem of insecurity. If anything, it merely exposes it. I read a book by J.D. Greer years ago, um, The Gospel, and he said this, After watching a number of marriages come together and break apart over the years, I can confidently say that insecure, lonely, single people become insecure, lonely, married people. Problems like loneliness and insecurity are not cured by another human being. They are only cured by God. Your soul was created first and foremost for God, not for romance. Your marriage partner, no matter how perfectly suited for you can never play the role of God in your life. 
This is the source I'm talking about. That's why you see people who've been married and for some reason, they're still insecure and they're still stuck. And they still are looking for something else. Parang kulang pa. And that's why not just married people, but even sometimes people who have been in relationships, they jump from one to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, looking for the one that will provide that. Anybody here like chocolate? Uh, pink, fuchsia? Tell me your name. Carlos. Carlos, Carlos. Okay, spell fuchsia. No, just kidding. When you talk about friendships, when you talk about relationships, when you talk about interaction, there's a zero versus 100 proposition, there's a 50-50 proposition, there's the 100-0 proposition. Let me explain what that means. All right. And so he owns this. Okay. You can keep that. All right. But, but, <laughs> but I'm going to ask from you, okay, Carlos, can I have some? Right? And so, can I have, a, can I have three? Okay, I love you. Okay. Friends, okay. And so he gives me, now, here's the 0-100 proposition. In other words, as he keeps giving, I'll be your friend. Okay? But the moment you don't have anything to give, I bail. I'm out of here. Right? So that's the first one. Okay? Now, hold on to this again. Now, the 50-50 proposition sounds better. What's your name? AJ. AJ. Can you open this one also? Now, the 50-50 proposition is basically I give, as long as I'm giving to her and she's giving to me, there's an exchange of values. There's an exchange of, you know, uh, friendship and, you know, all that. And so as long as there's an interchange, we're fine. But the moment that stops, this friendship ends. Okay? That's the 50-50. That's the 0 100 50-50. But the next one, is there a next one? Is there another guy that might, wants to help me? Yes, can you? What's your name? Ice. Okay, Ice and AJ. Let's say they're friends. Okay? You are friends, Bala, sorry. Since you are friends. So she will hold on to one. No, she'll hold on to two. <laughs> she will keep, Ice will keep giving to her. Okay? The 100-0 proposition is that she'll keep giving and giving without expecting anything in return. Okay. And the Bible calls it agape, right? Without condition, without limits. And so she can keep giving. Okay, just give on to her hands. Continue, just continue. And she will, <laughs> without reluctance, okay? So she just keep giving and giving, okay? And let's say, <laughs> let's say, let's say, okay, okay, thank you. Let's say maubus na. Okay, let's say it's all over, okay? I mean, it's all finished. She will say, Teka, how can I keep giving and her not giving back? What happens if ubus na? Now listen, you say that's impossible. How can I keep giving and sacrificially give? That's only po- impossible if you, under- if you don't understand that there's another source. Because if there's, let's say, this is an unlimited source, right? Then, okay, it will keep on Pouring and pouring, then because of that, as a result, okay, she can give even if she has no ability to reciprocate. I hope you're getting this. Because your source is unlimited without condition, without limits. He will keep giving even if there's no ability in us to reciprocate. For God 
so loved. He gave. And He gave while we were still sinners, the Bible says, He demonstrated His love. Right? Palakpakan natin sila. Ice, AJ, and Carlos. Okay, you, can, you can take that. You can take that. Oh. Sini mga friends ni Carlos? Okay. Uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, now. And here's my thought. Don't get uh, distracted by the chalk nut. Okay? Because the Father has loved us without condition and without limits, this now empowers us to love others without condition and without limits. Let me give an example. The woman at the well. The woman at the well, this is an artist's rendition in John chapter 4. Let me just uh, narrate that for you. Um, she was drawing water from the well. Jesus shows up and says, you know, I'm thirsty. Can I have a drink? She says, uh, why are you talking to me? I'm a Samaritan woman. And, you know, Samaritans and Jews would not interface. Uh, they were, you know, uh, not in good terms. And Jesus said, if you knew who was talking to you, you would ask water from me. Sabi ng woman, wait, how can you draw water? Wala ka namang container, right? And so sabi niya, um, everyone who drinks here will be thirsty again, but if you get the water that comes from me, you will never be thirsty again. Sabi niya, wait, how can I find this water? Where can I get this water? Give me this water. Sabi niya, go call your husband. Right? Sabi niya, I don't have a husband. Sabi ni Jesus, you're right. In fact, you have had five husbands, and the one that you are with now is not your husband. Live in partner lang. Okay? And so sabi niya, um, then he reveals himself as the Messiah. And sabi niya, are you the Messiah? I who speak to you am he, Jesus said. Now, let's talk about this for a moment. Jesus said he was thirsty, he wanted a drink. But you know what? Who was really thirsty? It wasn't Jesus, it was the woman. Second, she was thirsty and she had wanted a reprieve. Because all her life, she's had five husbands and the one that she's with is not her husband. She's given and given and given and given. You talk about martyr. You talk about sacrificial love. You talk about somebody who has given so much. This would be this lady. But all her life, she has been in search. Can somebody even just reciprocate? But more than just the desire to find somebody to reciprocate, can somebody sacrificial love me even if I don't have anything to give or uh, let go a release, uh, a, a love for that person until she met Jesus. The man from Nazareth, Nazareth sets, or steps in and she meets him and radically changes her life. And so, what happens after that? Verse 28 of chapter 4. The woman left her water jar. She was so excited went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Talk about the fear of being fully known. He knows everything I've done. And yet, he loved me just as I am. All I ever did, can this be the Christ? They went out of town and they were coming to him. She discovered that this man, this Messiah, loved her deeply. Answers the question, do I matter? 
answers the question, do what I do, actually. The, the things that I do, do they matter? I was reading a book entitled Caris by Preston Sprinkle. And Preston Sprinkle was talking about Cynthia. Let me read. Let me pull it out. Who has been looking for kind of like this Samaritan or this adulterous woman, uh, this woman at the well. I wanted to read it because I, it's hard to just tell you the story because uh, it was beautifully written. Sabi niya, bad girls get thrown away. Sabi ni Cynthia. Bad little girls get thrown away. Cynthia reasoned when at five years old, she found out she was adopted. She didn't understand how her parents could give her up or give up their child if they really loved her. So Cynthia logically concluded that she was unloved, unworthy, valueless. All humans crave value. That's in our DNA. So Cynthia tried to satisfy her craving in unhealthy ways. Maybe sex will give me value, she thought. I want to feel happy. I want to feel loved. When Cynthia was around 14, she was sexually abused by a guy in his mid-20s. Then she explored value through alcohol, drugs, more sex, slashing her body with a razor. This is what she said. I hated myself with a passion, Cynthia recalls. I did not need people to put me down because I did it fine from the time I woke up until the time I went to bed. The inner dialogue, the narrative in her mind, the inner dialogue that went, went on in my head was I was stupid, I was not wanted, I was ugly, the only thing I'm good for was sex. The few, a few years later, this man from Nazareth meets her and captivates her heart. Jesus, the one who crowned her with glory and honor, the pain of her past were fully, would, will never... Uh, the pain of her past will never fully leave her, but neither will it condemn her. I have intrinsic value no matter what Cynthia says. Just because God made me. Though she was unwanted and abused, God has crowned her with beauty. And she understood that this love, unlimited, without condition, she has found. And so tonight, what I want to be able to do is this. I want us to come to God, come to this man whom this woman met at the well and to say, Lord, I want to find that source and that my source is only in you. Let's bow our heads for a moment. Lord, the message tonight sounds very simple. But sometimes, Lord, the simplicity of the message we miss and Lord in a world today that has or at least tries to give a lot of answers to our questions inside every single one of us and even from scripture we know that this love unending, unconditional, unlimited can only be found in you. 
Lord, people will strive to look for it in other places. But Lord, I pray tonight you'd let us discover this truth. So to some of us, Lord, it's recalibrating. Some of us, Lord, it's going back to this love. For some of us, Lord, it's the first encounter. Because, Lord, you came, but you didn't just come to live on earth. You sacrificed. You gave your life. Hung on that cross. And you said, it is finished. Which means paid for. Everything that we've done, paid for. And so, Lord, tonight I pray that uh, your love would encounter us in this place. You just heard a message from Victory. For more messages like these, visit victory.org.ph or download the Victory app.